Hey there world, this is your host Alexis and you're listening to the Full and Complete Podcast where the gifts of the body come together to edify the body until we're all one in Christ. It is so good to be back in your ears this week. I hope you have had an amazing week. I hope your last week was great. If not, you know, that's okay. Um, It is Tuesday and you know, we have five more days out of the week. And so maybe starting today, your day could be better. Your week could be better. And then, you know, you'd have five or six, depending on how your day goes today, out of seven days, which sounds like a passing grade to me. I haven't been in school in almost two years, so like I'm not sure, but like I'm pretty sure it's a passing grade. Um, so yeah, you know, I hope your week has been great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, in regards to full and complete church announcements, this is the ninth episode. Um, like I said before, the season will be ending with the 10th episode the episode will be out on september 28th i am not completely um shutting down the podcast i do plan on releasing bonus content when i get the time to um we're starting to approach holiday season um and so i plan on spending a lot of that time with my family and my friends and my loved ones and my church my community and so I won't be doing too much in regards to releasing an episode every other week, but you know, um, I do plan on talking to some people and being able to have discussions and conversations with you guys as things continue to happen in the world and how we could all relate that back to Christ. And so, um, this is not an end. It is just a, a, a pause, a break. We're taking a break. Cool. Um, so yeah, September 28th will be the last episode of the season. I am blown away um, just by the response you guys have had towards this entire thing. I mean, I kind of created this podcast on an unction. I can't really call it a whim because I feel like a whim is usually something that happens without purpose or reason. I I call it an unction because, you know, I just felt the need to share things with the body of Christ through this platform. Um, And so... I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to buy the equipment. I'm going to start it. And she was like, okay. <laughs> like, it was really just an unction I felt to do one day. Um, and it's produced such great fruit. And so I'm just honored that you guys have been listening for all nine episodes. And you listen to the 10th one. Like, I have, an, I have a season, an entire season of episodes of a podcast. Like, that's amazing. And so... I, I can't wait for season two. Season two will be launching in January of 2022. So be on the lookout for that. I plan on having guests in. I've already had people reach out. Like, I would love to be on your podcast. Tell me when you're good. Tell me what we're going to talk about. So I'm super excited to have them on. Um, and, and I'm excited because in talking to them, it's not just people who are, are like I, you it's diverse that's probably the best way to say it it's a diverse group of people from all ages and all walks of life who who want to come and talk on the podcast and so i'm super excited about that so yeah guys thank you so much for listening i do want to say a big 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 thank you for all of you who have listened to last um episode the last episode i keep wanting to say last week i know i don't (laughs) like i keep forgetting i don't release every week every other week girl get it together but thank you so much for those who have listened to the latest episode um last week as we talked about spiritual abuse thank you for those who um 
reached out to me um telling me how encouraged they were telling me how much me telling my story helped them and it blessed them i mean when i tell you i was actually ready to receive a lot more um pushback (laughs) and i still did receive some pushback you know um a a lot of people i guess had lingering questions or doubts or concerns or about uh, whether i had properly healed or um whether you know this actually has happened in the church and you know i'm not really here to convince anyone um whether one i'm healed or two does it actually happen in the church and am i making it up i'm not really here to convince anyone of that um i'm here to tell the story god has led me to tell so that's what we're doing but i yeah i expected so much more like pushback and i wasn't really sure when i uploaded it because of the content of the story however i am blessed to see that there's been so much fruit from episode eight and i'm so honored that some of you guys i mean some of you guys have come up to me and just blatantly told me you know i've been through something similar or i've walked in that in your shoes and i understand and while it might not be to the extent that i went through you guys have just been telling me your stories and you've been pouring out and you've just been encouraged and i'm honored that you all one would share your stories with me because that's amazing but two would find relief through the testimony god has allowed me to share with you guys so i'm yeah i'm just blessed and i thank you i can gladly say that last 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 week's episode was the most listened to and downloaded episode within full and complete history i am i just i just am like overwhelmed and i have to stop myself from crying because i've been overwhelmed emotionally um over the last two weeks as people have been listening and telling me their stories and as i've received the feedback both good and bad i've been blessed by the fact that you know god would allow me to tell that story and i think it's funny i'm gonna go ahead and just slide right into the meat of the episode today which is technically a part two there are some people who have a few questions i want to address a few things that i I heard as people were coming to me some things that seem like a common thread i also want to really hit home on healing because we talked about it just briefly on the last episode but i really want to get into what that looked like for me and how that might look for you and what it actually means to be healed and whole and set free and delivered from that so yeah i However, I find it so interesting in a lot of the feedback and comments and love and appreciation that I received from the other episode, I noticed that for a lot of people, they, some people were not aware (laughs) that I had been through, um, all of that and, and that's completely fine. I, um... I feel like if anything for me that is a, a big sign that I've healed from it because I'm not wearing all of that turmoil on my sleeves but that God's allowed me to properly process it and when it's time for me to share I share and when it's not then I don't and that's okay but um, some were not aware that I had gone through something like this some of you were aware um, because you know me in real life and you're like oh my gosh alexis this was amazing like and i'm blessed but i find myself overwhelmed 
and a half over the last few weeks because you guys have just been so great to me but um yeah we're just gonna go ahead and slide right into the meat of the episode for today so there's just a few things we're just gonna talk about real quick i promise mm, can i promise that i don't want the episode to be an hour and 47 minutes again and if you some of you are some true loyal listeners and i love you like i'm like dude you want to listen to me for an hour and 47 minutes every other week that's crazy but some of you are just that avid of a listener and i'm just god bless you for real because i'm encouraged every time i see you guys download the episodes and listen to them and you tell me how great they are like i, I really do appreciate it but so, <laughs> I, um i don't plan on the episode being 47 minutes long but if the lord leads then you know we submit to the spirit over here. I don't know about what you do in your house, but as for me in this temple, the temple God gave me that he dwells in, we submit to the spirit. So yeah. All right, guys, let's start off with the common thread that I noticed as I, I was receiving you guys um, feedback and your, your stories. One of the things that I noticed as I was listening and receiving all those comments from you guys was that for some people they really hit home on wow that your story sounds a lot like my story or you your testimony you know what you've been through I mean I've been through similar things I've been through that as well I've experienced that as well um and part of my heart breaks that we've all had to experience that um yeah <laughs> like let's start there my, my heart breaks that um so many of you came to me with those stories yet at the same time I'm encouraged because you've heard me tell what I had gone through um in those two years and while I did briefly mention healing um at the end of the episode i really think it's important if you have come out to me and i won't i'm not here to mention your names because that that would be absolutely rude if i just like blast your name out here what the heck alexis but <laughs> if, if you've come to me and you've told me your story sounds like a lot like my story and i've been through some of the same things you have been through i want to encourage you to listen completely to this episode because if you can relate if, yeah, if you can relate to my story that I shared the other week then I want you to be able to listen to the story of healing and what that looked like for me and how God brought me through that entire process because one of the unfortunate things that I see a lot in the community is and I say the community when I'm saying the community I mean the church is that we talk a lot about healing and deliverance and being set free from things um, however, not too many of us um, show what that process looks like. Look like, I guess. <laughs> um, it, it, it's kind of in the way testimonies work, you know. I um, won't get too much into some of the negative comments and feedback I received, but one of the things that I, I did see <laughs> in the very few that I received was the idea um, of talking about it and how that didn't necessarily, you know, okay, well, maybe you're not over this because you're still mentioning it and you're still talking about it. Um, and, you know, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but it is 
the grace of God on my life to share this story and to share like this is not the only story this is not the only story I'm going to be sharing with you guys <laughs> like that I want to make that plain clear um God has allowed me in the 23 years of living that I have lived to experience things and come out whole and complete in him and I am blown away by it but I, I know it's not for anything it's, it's not just so that I can be this perfect Christian who sits on the side and doesn't evangelize and doesn't tell their testimony and doesn't share their story I, I realized that very quickly and I'll get into it just briefly and I'll go back to what I was saying because I'm I feel like I'm probably all over the place already but when I first left that church in April of 2020 one of the things that really hit home for me in regards to hey this story God's gonna allow you to heal from this but the story you're gonna end up having to tell you're gonna have to end up sharing with people so that they can be delivered to was um that in my process of healing God had gave me book covers and topics and ideas and ways to share this message and this is not the first time God has done that um I have several <laughs> things that God's delivered me from in my life where God's like yeah that story I'm just waiting on the time and the place for you to release that one and this is just so happens that the story of the spiritual abuse that I encountered this just so happens to be the time and so I say all of that to say, let me get back to the point I was trying to mention. Um, so many of you came out and you told me that you had experienced this and I am grateful. My heart's broken that you've experienced it, but I'm grateful that you came and told me that because now I want you to listen to this entire podcast as I talk about the healing process and what that all looks like. So let's go ahead and get into what the healing process for me looked like. Um, like I said a few minutes ago, I left the church that I was at in April of 2020 and... God, first of all, it did not take long for me to experience deliverance. Um, and I think there's a difference between deliverance and healing. To to be delivered from something is to be set free of something. I think there's a particular Bible verse and I can't, if I remember it, I'll come back and I'll share with you guys on Instagram or on Facebook if you find me over there. But there's a particular verse where and I believe it's in Psalms where the writer says, you know, I was in a slow place. And particularly, they talk about this place when... Sorry, I had to get some coffee. <laughs> the writer is talking about this place. And they're, they're, they're describing it as this low, dark, um, weary place. But particularly a place of restriction and confinement. But then the writer goes on to say that God set them free and delivered them and put them in open spaces. And so that, for me, being deliverance, right? Healing, I feel like, is a little different. Healing, I feel like, is more of a process than an overnight kind of thing that happens. Deliverance is something that is quick, where healing is something that's a process. Deliverance is like... <clears throat> Deliverance is like your quick and ready meal. Like, it's not saying that it's easy because it's not. There's work you have to do to be delivered from something, from anything. 
but it's like a quick thrown together oh my gosh yes that's a perfect analogy okay so you ever see those videos um i think they come t from tasty or bon appetit i can't remember which um, channel YouTube does them but they do like a five minute spaghetti a five hour spaghetti and then a five day spaghetti right and it's like well why would you have all those processes for spaghetti like does it really matter and in, in, in a way yeah kind of um, it's a different process that goes into each and so deliverance and this is just my belief and you know some of you guys you were raised in deliverance and you gonna come on this podcast and you gonna tell me I'm wrong and that's okay but <laughs> When I think of deliverance, deliverance is a much quicker act than healing. God can set us free in that we're no longer in the same place. God set me free when he told me to leave the church that morning in April of 2020. He delivered me from that. But I had, despite me no longer being in a confined space and I was now free to do what it is the Lord is calling me to do, I still had to walk through a process of healing. And so in saying that, you know, my deliverance from spiritual abuse came quick because, <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Thank you, God. It came quick because one because I was obedient I know I know I know I know I know I know some some of you guys are probably like you're telling me God's waiting on me to be obedient so he can deliver me absolutely um for me when I was walking through that time if I was disobedient and left a day later I don't think my deliverance would have came as quickly as it did. It literally, when I tell you the freedom I felt the moment I got home from dropping all my stuff off at that church, I was immediately like, oh, this is, uh-huh. This was the deliverance I needed. I also kind of want to go on a tangent <laughs> on a tangent and say um deliverance is not something that needs to happen in the church setting and it's also not something that needs to happen where you're puking vomit and foaming at the mouth and it's a whole kind of like exorcist thing where people are casting demons out of you it doesn't need to happen like that now if it does bless the lord because you're still being set free but deliverance i feel like it's a quicker act and it doesn't necessarily need to happen in the more traditional sense so anywho um yeah my deliverance from spiritual abuse came very quickly my healing however was a longer process and so my healing first started out um as soon as i left because duh you know that makes sense you know you realize there's a problem you fix the problem immediately but then there's a process of healing that you need to go through and so when i left in april 2020 i immediately started going to the church my parents were attending um for a while and what's so funny and so interesting is that when i first got there I knew I was free to listen and to join the class and be able to talk. I knew I was free, hence the deliverance part. I knew I was free to do so. I had the open space to do so. But the healing part, I want you to pay attention to the difference as I describe this. I was free to join this class because at the time, um, the church that we're at now that they were at before I got there, um, they were doing online Zoom meetings because 
we're still in a pancetta and you know the way this pepperoni works it just feels like we'll never get out of this panoramic anytime soon and if you're gen z you know exactly what i'm doing and if you are not i am so sorry you are probably very confused <laughs> but anywho um because of the perpendicular we were doing zoom for quite some time and the first night i attended i believe it was a thursday night bible study i want to say yeah um i knew i was free to be there and so i sat in the room with my parents as they were on the bible study but i didn't want to be on camera and it sounds like oh well, okay i mean you have the freedom to do so why is that a big thing um I think that's where we can we can tease out the difference between healing and deliverance. I knew I was free to be in the room. I didn't have to feel like there was going to be impending judgment for me listening in on this Bible study. Yet part of me was still very open and very scarred and very wounded from what just happened in the chapter that I just closed and so I didn't want to be on camera I didn't really want to interact but I was there <laughs> so and that kind of leads into I gave you guys a list last time and so I'll give you a list this time again the list of things that God allowed me to take part in and to really understand was necessary for my healing number one right off the bat immediately was community and i mean community not in your family and not in your friends and loved ones although god blessed me immediately with that too like i was able i told you guys last week that i was able to talk to my family and i haven't talked to them in the way that i talk to them um now in a very long time because of what had happened and so i had the freedom to do that and i was being able to build community and support with my family and my friends however it was of the utmost importance that i be in a church <laughs> i feel like um for some of us we experience some terrible things in the church and we believe that gives us a pass to never go back into the church again but i just want to issue a, a very loving warning that you cannot be a rogue christian out here just living life you are meant to be a part of the body of believers and it's not just that oh well the body needs what's inside of you you need what's inside of the body you need fellowship you need communion with others of those who are of like-minded faith you cannot walk this walk alone no matter how hurt you might be and so it is literally the grace of God that they were already at a church where, because they left the same church I left and immediately, well, I won't say immediately joined this church, but as soon after joined the church that they were attending when I left Catherine's church. And so I am blessed that God had set that up that way because I knew if I, <laughs> I might be weary, I might be like, oh, I don't know I might be a little apprehensive but my parents are here and so if they've experienced what I've experienced to a degree and they can listen to what this um church is saying online well then I can do the same thing too I can at least listen and so that's what I did but 
yeah, you can't be a lone ranger out here. You cannot. It is unsafe for you to do so. It is like axing for wolves to follow you. I know for some that sounds very dramatic or you you might be like, man, I don't. You might scoff at it and you might think I sound ridiculous and saying that you need to be a part of the church. Yeah, I could even hear now the people who are like, well, the church is inside of us. You're absolutely right. You know, the Holy Spirit, when we received him upon our, our salvation, upon the confessing of our mouths and the believing of our heart, you know, God sealed us with the guarantee with the Holy Spirit, which is the the guarantee of our inheritance. You know, you can say all of that. You can say that your body's a temple and that the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you. And, you know, I have fellowship and I have community because God lives within me. You're absolutely right. You can say all of that all you want. However, um, you still need to be in a body. There's a reason why the bride is such an important topic in the Bible. I mean, for real. Like, think about it. There's a reason why the bride is mentioned of the utmost importance in the Bible. There's a reason why Paul, for chapters on in in 1 Corinthians, describes the body as an essential part of it. He's a reason why he describes us as a body and tells us, you know, not everyone can be the hands and everyone can be the feet. Everyone has their own different and unique things and everyone brings something to the table. All of it, though, points to the glory of God. There's a reason why we're told not to forsake the gathering and the assembly and the fellowship of people. There's a reason why after Acts, after all of the things that happened on the day of Pentecost, when you read on, it says thousands were joined to the church. The then goes on to say how those people met in their homes for fellowship there's a reason why in the new testament guidelines are put out about how to govern church meetings and how to abide in all of that there's a reason why we're here we're supposed to confess our sins to one another we're supposed to let the elders pray for us when we're sick we're i mean all of all of the scripture that tells us we need to be in the fellowship in the community of the brethren we cannot forsake it no matter how hurt you are and i understand that's a tough pill to swallow because the church and I, I'm, you can't see my fingers. I wish I wish I would. I know what, I'm going to figure out a way to be able to record this audio, uh, uh, <laughs> record the audio. Oh, my gosh. Words are so hard. I'm going to find a way to be able to record the audio, but also be able to record this into a video format because I know that's a thing podcasters do. And I'm going to figure it out because you can't see the air quotes I'm doing. But when I say the church hurts you, I understand that, you know, that's painful for you. And so you don't want to go back to the church and, and because you were abused at the church, you were spiritually abused by the church. You don't want to go back to the building or the people that is the church i get that but i also want you to understand that just as you have faults the church has faults because they're people too right and just like christ can forgive you with all of your faults i really have to commend you and push you to do the hard work of forgiving yes even your abuser that is something only God can do inside of you 
And so you might look at the church and be like, man, every time I think about going to church, it brings up the the triggering memories of me being um, yelled at or, or screamed at or, or talked down to. And I get it because I, I, I understand. Like... <laughs> Like, I've heard the story. I understand why it could be triggering to you. But I, I can't trust it enough that the moment you forsake fellowship, you are leading, you are leading, you are letting yourself be prey for wolves who are out here. And they are out here. We just, we haven't made it yet to talk about deconstruction and progressive Christianity and how um scared i am for this generation who is listening to everything these people are saying but they are literally wolves in sheep's clothing anywho that's another topic for another day but anywho (laughs) i am encouraging you you know you don't have to start immediately by going to a church service and joining the church the first time that you go you don't have to start like that if you if this is really traumatizing to you and you are very much triggered by the thought of going to church find find a live stream start from there you can start from the comfort of your home right find a live stream and look up some information about the church and you know watch the live that's coming on sundays or whenever their bible studies are you can watch those lives too so that way you at least are getting comfortable with the idea of returning to church and i'm saying returning to church i know i didn't necessarily have a return to church it was more of a continuation for me but one of the things i noticed as i was listening to you guys tell me your stories is a lot of you guys either separated from the church or you just went to the church and kind of went through the motions and we you you, you're not gonna heal if you're gonna do that you cannot (laughs) you're not gonna properly heal if you're just gonna go through the motions or if you're just gonna abandon the church you can't so start by joining somewhere online um i would recommend that whether it be online or in person that this place that of worship that you want to partake in be of traveling distance because you know it's it's cool if you're listening to you know your favorite online preacher and your your god's blessing you through that that's amazing and that's awesome you know god bless but if you can't travel there <laughs> that's that's not going to do anything for getting you back into community but find somewhere that you don't mind traveling you know if if you know that you're not big on doing two to three hour commutes to go to church find somewhere within your local city or within an hour's reach where you can get up on sundays or on thursdays or on tuesdays or whenever on wednesdays whenever they have services or whatever and you want to be there you know that you can travel and get there quite easily find somewhere see if and within like i said within reach see if they have online services start from there if they don't and you're still interested and you think you might be okay with joining or not joining but being able to attend a service go with a friend have someone go with you that might bring you some comfort in that moment if this is too tri- um triggering for you to be there by yourself um or go you don't know no one's saying you have to stay the whole service so now listen i'm talking about you're coming you're you're reintroducing yourself back into this church 
I'm not talking about I've been faithful to my church for several years and I'm just going to begin to slack up on my attendance. Do not do that. Don't, don't do that. But anywho, <laughs> as you're reintroducing yourself back into the community and the body of believers, you know, no one's saying you have to attend the first service the entire time. You could get there late and leave early if that's going to make you um, feel safe so that way you're able to get a, a glimpse of what they're doing and what they're saying and what they believe in that moment and it's easier on you to process and swallow all of that but over time and I'm, I get that this is going to be a process but over time you have to find yourself rooted somewhere find yourself in a bible believing church with leaders you're able to talk to you that you can you can commune with I am I'm grateful that the church my parents attended that I now attend I'm able to go talk to my leaders it's not uncomfortable I don't have to go jump through hoops I don't have to be scared that they'll um belittle me and yell at me or anything like that like I don't have to worry about that <laughs> like I don't have to be fearful of that. So get to know the people who are in charge of the church. Get to know the people who um, assist in those areas and help the leaders of the church. You know, study and understand what it is that they believe. You know, most people have a confession of faith or they have their core values or their tenets or their doctrines on their websites or something like that. You can do that too, like research that. But you have to make the effort of going and finding community. And I'm saying you have to make the effort in your process of healing from spiritual abuse to go find community because community can't find you if you're going to stay at home all day. What is the church supposed to do? Come knock on your door and say, hi, I'm coming to plant a church in your home. That's not, that's not how that works. You have to do the work of finding a place that you feel safe at, that you feel like the Lord is moving at, and you need to do the work of attending. And it's gonna, there's, it's gonna be trial and error. You're gonna have those times and those moments where you're like, I don't think this is the place where I need to be, and that's okay if you're reintroducing yourself to the body of believers again you know not every church is going to be on the up and up and that's okay find another church <laughs> like but you need to introduce yourself back into the body of believers and you need to be faithful in doing that because there's a lot of things that the body of believers have inside of them that you need for your healing i realized i needed to because of the way things happened between me and my family as I was attending the last church that I've been at, I it did my heart wonders to hear how the leaders of the church we currently attend consistently affirm my parents. It, I, I mean, it moves me to tears sometimes because I'm like, this is what I, I wanted to see. I didn't want to see any separation. And they gladly will tell you at any moment, mm -mm, we're not getting in the midst of that relationship. And I love that. <laughs> like, I realized, like, I needed to hear those words. It affirms me and affirms my family when I hear the leaders we sit under now affirm our family at, as one unit one tight-knit unit i i love it i need to hear it and i appreciate hearing it all the time and so yeah like i realized i needed that but i couldn't have gotten that if i wasn't willing to attend church 
I realized I needed the words that were coming off of the pulpit. And those words helped restore my soul. I, I, I needed that, but I wasn't going to be able to receive it if I wasn't able to sit in church. So yeah, I, I want to encourage you. Number one on the list is to find a community. Find a community that's rooted in God, rooted in his word, and that you can attend within a reasonable distance and go to it and root yourself there. No one's saying you have to join immediately. No one's saying that. <laughs> no one's saying you have to join immediately. But do 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 find community. Okay? Awesome. So that being first on the list of things that was involved in my healing, but the second thing being that not only did I need community, but I just needed to be up, not uptight, that's the wrong word. <laughs> I needed to be real and honest with God. Um, and so I'm going to say this and I'm going to probably end up being a little passionate in this moment because I, I see sometimes people who have been through um, spiritual abuse or even church hurt or anything like that and we'll talk um just a tad bit about what the difference between those two are um because they're they look similar um but as we could probably all guess one just has a deeper degree of problems <laughs> one's a little bit more problematic okay but anywho um i i hear oftentimes with people who are going through um, you know, this process after they've experienced spiritual abuse or even church hurt, their relationship with God is just not the same. And I can attest to that. I think one of the prayers that I prayed the most as I was going through, um, going through the things that I was going through in those two years, but also partly, just partly, just for a few months as I was healing from all of that was I was praying this prayer I was like God I just want things to go back to normal I want things to go back in our relationship to the way that it used to be before I joined this church and God really had to sit me down and really had to teach me this important lesson that you know there is no normal this is the new normal our relationship has changed and it's changed for the better and I say for the better because at the time it felt so terrible it was like it felt like all of these stardusts and glitter and and cake pops and gumdrops just was ripped out of the picture and everything was like oh this is real this but like it is and I, I think that's the difference between you know when you first get saved because when I first got saved it was just more of you know okay we're, well I'm finding out who God is and everything was very hunky-dory and I'm not saying I didn't go through my struggles I, I, I mean I, some of you who have to know me in real life know me before I got saved and you you know amen hallelujah but um <laughs> this is not to say I didn't go through my struggles as a as God was allowing me to be closer to him when I first got saved in 2017 this is not to say I didn't go through anything but it is to say that everything was just very hunky-dory and then when I experienced what I experienced in those two years of being at that church afterwards I realized that my relationship with God has shifted and at first I was in a, almost in a state of grieving where I just felt like 
God, I, I don't know what I did. Like, I just want to go back to normal. And God really had to sit me down and tell me, you know, no, that part is over and it needs to be over because that part as, as nice as it looked was a part where I truly and honestly gave only about 90% of myself to God. I didn't realize that God desires more than for us to be all hunky-dory with him. He desires us to be real with him. And so in the process of healing that I had to walk through, um, and I would say it took me about a good year in some change. So I left in 2020, I would say about 2021, early 2020 run, I could really say, you know, I'm, I'm in a place now where I'm like, okay, everything's good. And that healing process, throughout that healing process, a lot of it was just me being up, like, what, I don't, I don't know why this word up keeps coming up, but <laughs> me being very open and honest with God about my emotions, um, I can say that as I was healing, I I didn't necessarily have a anger at God for allowing me to go through what I went through. Um, if anything, one of the things I noticed as I was going through that time was that I wasn't angry at God, but I just wanted to be close to Him because I knew if everything else was wrong, and I was I was I'm not saying I didn't go through anger. I was very angry at the person at Catherine herself <laughs> because I was like man how come she would do that but I wasn't angry at God and if anything all of that pushed me closer to him and it made me realize just how much of a safe haven he is and how I can just be honest with him and he's not running away God is not scared of my questions my thoughts my concerns my doubts anything like that and I'm gonna say the same thing to you God God is not scared or surprised by that fact of anything you have to bring to him that might not look very pretty I'm being serious God's not he's not offended by your issues one of the things God allowed me to have a whole lot of revelation in that year-long process of healing one of the things that he revealed to me was you know in Psalms I believe it's Psalms 139 I'm gonna find it real quick but in Psalms 139 I believe and give me just a second I'll pull it up there's a part where it says you know God knew our days and he wrote them down in this book and that that really got me going for some reason (laughs) okay here we go yeah it's psalms 139 um yeah we will read psalms 139 verses 13 until the lord says stop i'm reading out of the christian standard bible it is probably the favorite version my favorite version of the bible next to the new american standard version and then the new king james version um i don't know why i feel like you guys need to know that but now you know there we go so christian standard bible psalms 139 verse 13 says for it was you who created me in my inward parts 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous. I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and I was formed in the depths of the earth, you saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. So that's verse 16. And that's the one I really want to home in on. You saw, your eyes saw me before, your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God allowed me to read that one day with such clarity and it really hit home as I was healing because if that's true, which, um, I don't know about you all, but the Bible is inerrant and infallible and it is absolute truth and it that's just point blank period ain't no negotiating with that it is literally god's word um and so in saying that if that is true that god wrote out our days planned them before a single one of them began then God knew the days that I would go through that spiritual abuse. God knew the days that I would need his deliverance from it. He knew the days that I would heal from it. He knew the days I would have those thoughts and those moments where I would question and have concern and, you know, want to give up on this whole faith thing. God knew those days before they were even set out. But yet he knitted me in my mother's womb and put me on the earth anyhow. I feel like that was deserving of a coffee break. God knitted me in my in my mother's womb and sent me on the earth anyhow, knowing, 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 there we go, that I was going to have those days where my faith was weary. He knew that. And so then why would I be afraid or ashamed or scared to go give that to him? Why would I ever be? I'm not. Listen, I'm going to say this as. No, I'm not. Even, I'm just going to say it whichever way the Lord allows it to fall out my mouth. I am not one for having patty cake relationships with God. Here's what I mean by that. You might have a relationship with God where everything is all hunky-dory and it's fine and you never question. You always have faith. You never doubt. You never go through trials. You never go through tribulation. When you do, you do it with a smile and everything's fine. You might never grieve a thing. You and God might be all hunky-dory. And if that's the relationship you have with God, God bless you. But as for me in this temple... I would rather have a very real relationship with God that lasts ages. See, because that's the problem when you have these hunky-dory relationships with God and you don't want to be real with him, is that those relationships with God fail. Why do they fail? Because the problems are never addressed. Your problems are never addressed because you refuse to submit them to the master. 
You refuse to submit them to the loving father of a God that we have. And you allow those problems to fester in your heart, but you paint on this smile as if everything is fine. And no, this is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And oh, you know, I'm not going to have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. When in actuality, you're anxious because every time you see your leaders look at you, you, you think that you're going to get chewed out. You won't be real with God and give God those problems. You want to have a hunky-dory relationship. You want things to be okay. You want things to be painted on as if everything is fine. When in actuality, you need to sit before the Father and be like, God, in all honesty, I'm tired. God, in all honesty, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I don't know. God, what if this? And how come that? And you need to be very real with him. You can have that little hunky-dory relationship all you want. But I'm telling you right now, if that's still your view on a relationship with God, if we're on a relationship, period. I don't know any relationship that lasts where you don't address any issues. Tell me of one, please. If you have been in a relationship with anyone you're actually trying to get to know, you're going to have problems. It is the nature of relationships. You're going to have questions. You're going to have concerns. You're going to have reason and, and reason differently. And the difference, the only difference between our, the relationships we have between each other and the relationships we have with God is that God is perfect in all of his ways and he's true in what he says. And he is willing and able to give you not just a answer, but the right answer. And so... I'm just I'm just not here for the relationship with God. I can tell you if I would have slapped on a and I think that's what a lot of people do when they try to claim that they're healed from spiritual abuse or even church hurt or just straight up offense of any form. A lot of people try to paint on this relationship with God like, oh, God delivered me and he set me free of that and everything's OK. No, I don't need to do the work of deeper healing because God's already healed me from it when in actuality it's not OK. And in actuality, you get angry because you saw someone who looked like the person who abused you. And therefore, now, now you're upset all day, despite the fact that it wasn't actually that person. But everything's fine, right? Yeah, everything's okay. You don't need to give God anything, right? I'm not here for that kind of relationship. I'm just not. I'm not here for it. I would rather be 110% real with God. And some of you might be very traditional. You're listening to me say, question God and give God your, your problems. And and when I say question God, I don't mean question, like question his um, authority or his power. Because that, like, don't be straight up disrespectful. But if you need to ask, give God your questions. There we go. That's a better way of saying it. Give God your questions. Give him your anger. Give him your doubt. Give him your anxiety. Give him your depression. Give him your sadness. Give him your grief give him all of that and don't let it be pretty pretty ain't gonna get you anywhere if anything pretty reveals to me just where your heart is set at i think about when samuel came to anoint david and at first he saw his brother and he's like oh god this has to be the one look at the appearance on the outside and God had to tell Samuel, uh, but do check his heart. You 
want a pretty looking relationship with God, have at it. But I would rather God check my heart and be like, ooh, <laughs> her heart, her heart though, her heart isn't, her heart is in this. Her heart is mine. And she has my heart. Than to have a pretty relationship with God. If anything, I feel like the relationships where we're completely raw and honest and real with God is the relationship that looks the prettiest to me. It is the relationship that looks beautiful. I feel like it's it's the kind of relationship like that, the kind of raw and intense one where we give God all of our issues. We literally come before the throne of grace to receive mercy. We literally cast down every weight and sin that was so easily beset us and run towards the cross it is literally those kind of relationships where we're just completely honest with God that we get to see the things that we've been wanting to see you want I feel like if you want to see miracles signs and wonders just be real with God real one minute for real if you want to see real life game-changing miracles, signs, wonders that's supposed to follow those that believe, be real with God. Be honest with Him. And He will show up and show out with you. Like, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's bound to happen. But if you want to happen, listen, I'm not here to judge anybody's relationship with God. I, I am not here to do that at all. But I would encourage you, if you're healing from any kind of uh, abuse or hurt, you need to, you need to be real with God. You need to be real, honestly, for the continuation of just, I don't, I don't understand why you would not want to be honest with your creator. Like, the word says he'll never leave us or forsake us, right? That's a promise. He's not going anywhere. So just be honest with him. He already knows. Like, I don't know. Anywho. Yeah. God really had me in a place where I just had to be honest with him for a, the longest. I would go on these walks in the morning. And I would take my cup of coffee and my Bible and my headphones. And I would just walk the block. Uh, the block the apartment complex that we live in for a while and then I would sit down at the end of it and pray and write and read the word and all of that stuff and those moments were so healing with healing to me um because I had to like there was nothing but space and opportunity (laughs) I'm funny anywho there's nothing but um space and time and opportunity for me to be real with God at seven to nine o'clock in the morning nothing but space nothing but time and opportunity right just nothing but space time and opportunity to be real with god no one else is walking the block i mean literally no one else was up at that time like people were up but they were kind of up like at work and all this stuff this was in the middle of the pancetta and so i a lot of people were sleeping in or they were doing work online i am technically an essential worker or was an essential worker because I worked in food services so for a while we we got shut down because it was just too it was too risky um but well that's a movie essential well essential to a degree 
because I've worked on a campus and they shut the school down but if I didn't work on a campus I'm pretty sure I would have went to work anywho um and so I would get up in the mornings during the pepperoni and I would walk the block and those moments were so healing because I was able to just be real with God and I didn't have to be concerned about who would hear because no one was outside everybody was sleeping in or doing work on their computers and I'm saying that because healing for you might look like you need to incorporate times where you can be honest with God. Now, I, walks work for me. Maybe a walk won't work for you. Maybe it'll be you take you you take a, a day out of the week to have the time with God that you have, and maybe that means you go and you take a car ride, or you have this self-care day and in the midst of that self-care day you talk to god about whatever it is and you just let it be real ugly (laughs) for a hot second you know maybe it looks like you crying in your room i know for me it could not look like me crying in my room because god had me um be that's so interesting I, I i haven't thought about it like that but as i'm talking about these walks and talking about the church that i had joined i mean immediately after i had left another church god never allowed me to heal privately and this is not to say that he didn't allow me to heal on the inside but it was never something i could do by myself i always was in the open i was in community and i i think that's so important and i just i i haven't seen it like that but look at you God doing amazing things because for real like I I could not I think between being at a church that was actually healthy and having a healthy open honest relationship with God the healing that I needed took place so much quicker than most people because of those two things and so I want to encourage you whichever way that looks like if you're healing and you've told me your story looks like my story and you probably need to continue to heal if you are not already healed from that you need to be real and open and honest with god in all things you know just just be honest it's okay like he's not gonna run away he's not offended like go be real with him okay (laughs) all right this podcast is getting long and i'm literally i'm trying guys i promise you i'm trying but anywho um the third thing I would have to say, which would which would tie into number two in a way, would be to get to know God for yourself and get to know his word for yourself. Um, a lot of the times when you're going through anything abusive, but definitely in spiritual abuse, the word is used and twisted in a way to manipulate you. And so you need to be very diligent about reading your Bible. You need to be diligent about prayer. You need to be diligent about seeking the face of God and about knowing him. For me, it looked a lot like getting to know what my, what is the actual theology of the Bible? Like, what does that actually mean? What is the actual doctrine that we're supposed to be following it took me going to have to study and research all of that and i it was so funny is out of all of that came so much joy and love and appreciation for church history and all of that stuff and i talk about it every now and again on my instagram about stuff like that or on my facebook page too but anywho um yeah I really had to dig into 
what all of this meant. It, it could no longer be this surface level. I needed to get deep into what God's word said and about what he says about himself and about us as his children. And so that being the third thing I want to um, really hit home with is that you need to study the word and show yourself approved. A workman not needing to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You need to do, you need to take that verse to heart and you need to study the word and get to know God for yourself. Okay. Oh, oh wait. Sprinkle on top. We've made this nice, beautiful cake. We only had three points this time and not 10 or 11 because were you keeping up with the points I made last week? Because I wasn't. <laughs> I was not. But anywho, um, we have these three points, right? Be in community, particularly in a church. Be real with God and get to know God and his word for yourself. The sprinkle, the, the icing on top of the cake for this healing process is that you need to be kind and patient to yourself. It pains me a lot as I was healing to realize just how much damage was done, not just in my relationship with God, but in my relationship with others. And there was a time where I was like really hard on myself, but God again had to sit me down and be like, you didn't know. Like if you knew you would have done better, but you didn't know. And that's okay because I'm still going to use this story for my glory. You just didn't know. And it's okay. Be kind to yourself as you're healing. God is kind to you as you're healing. So you need to be kind to yourself. God is patient with you in your healing. So you need to be patient with yourself. So that's just a little icing on top of the cake. So if you... um. Like, like I said, you, you've told me that you listened to last week's or last last week's episode and you related to it. You probably have one already healed from it. And yes, God is amazing. And I love that he has healed you from that. Or you're still processing what happened. And I want to encourage you to follow those steps. And it's going to look different for you. It's not going to look the same as mine. And it shouldn't because your relationship with God is not my relationship with God everybody's relationship with God is a little different and so you know seek out what's going to be healing for you but I can tell you at the core of those things going to church being in a community being real with God getting to know your word and being kind and patient to yourself will do you wonders so that being the bulk of what I wanted to talk about today and the last thing that I kind of want to cover being the difference between church hurt and abuse um because I feel like they're kind of similar and one of the responses are uh, really a few of the responses that I had from people was how similar they are and I'm gonna say something just a tad bit controversial and you know I apologize if this offends you um offense is never with intention and so I promise it's not to be intentionally offensive but this is just one of the things I have found is that in my study of what actual spiritual abuse is, a lot of people who are claiming they've been church hurt have most likely been spiritually abused. They've been, they've been manipulated to a degree. And so 
church hurt i feel like has become this watered down way of playing off abuse in church when in actuality we need to be addressing it as such and so um one i feel like the label church hurt has been misused let's start there but um the primary difference that i found as i was doing just a little bit of research between spiritual abuse and church hurt was the whole idea of intention and so let's take any form of hurt for example if i am in Publix. I'm thinking of Publix because I kind of want to go get a cake from Publix because Publix is really good. Anywho, uh, if I'm in Publix <laughs> and I am walking with the cart and I have my headphones on and I can't really, I'm not really paying attention to the people around me, but I'm just walking. I'm just kind of in my moment. I'm, it's a vibe. I'm feeling it. KB just released new music and I am all here for it. Yeah. So it's, it's a whole deal, right? I'm, I'm in a little moment. I'm pushing the card and I'm going to get whatever I need. And someone is in front of me and I accidentally clipped them with the cart. And so their ankle is now hurt. And they turn around and look at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I apologize. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I did not see you. I apologize. Um, well, that's good you know the hurt happened but uh, apparently from the apology that they just received they're able to understand that it wasn't intentional right and so i i think that's the major difference between abuse and church hurt is that abuse is almost always intentional it is intentional and, me and method, methodology, with a method, because I can't think of the word that I want to say right now, <laughs> in comparison to church hurt, where most people don't realize that they're hurting other people. It's, n it's not usually done with intention. And so this is not to say that it doesn't hurt. I'm pretty sure, because let's go back to Publix. I'm pretty sure the person whose ankles I just tore up with the cart isn't a little bit of pain i'm pretty sure they're hurt but it was not my intention to hurt them at that moment right i was i was unaware i didn't know any better like it, whatever way it happened it happened and it left them hurt but obviously not with the intention of them being hurt now if i was to go around intentionally trying to tear people's ankles then that'd be abuse I hope that's very clear because <laughs> that analogy is like a little, uh, well, I won't say it's a little weird, but I think it's just very, the analogy is fine. I just hope it made sense. Anywho, um, that, yeah, that's the major difference is that for most people who have experienced church hurt, first of all, if you've experienced church hurt, it is my deepest prayer that you too are able to receive healing and deliverance in whatever way the lord has you to do that but most of the time and i can tell you from talking to people who have one been hurt by the church or two have hurt people in the church is that a lot of the times it's unintentional a lot of the times people don't know 
And some of you might be thinking, well, how could they not know? You tell me. <laughs> Sometimes we're just blind to the obvious, right? And so for some of us, we don't... Not some of us, but for some people, they just don't know that they've hurt others. Or they don't know that people are experiencing hurt because of something they have done. And as hard as it is, and as painful as it is, it is still something that you need to heal from and you need to recover from and you need to forgive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna leave that right there. Whereas with abuse, like I said, it is almost always intentional. It is very planned out. In that these things are happening to keep you under a person's control so that you can be submitted to them and it is done in a way that is detrimental to your physical emotional spiritual mental even financial financial <laughs> financial health and so I think that's that's something we have to address and I'm just gonna leave that right there <laughs> cool okay so yeah we've talked about um, healing and the difference between church hurt and abuse and what that all looks like um, I'm trying to think and make sure that we've covered all of the remainder questions and you know all the feedback that you guys have you guys have literally been amazing I am just blessed that you all would listen to what God has me to say and I'm amazed at how God is moving in all of this like I really am I'm just I'm honored <laughs> and I'm trying not to get emotional because I when I was going through all of this and God was healing me from it I don't think I could have imagined that <laughs> I said I wasn't going to get emotional we won't get it together I couldn't have imagined that God would have this kind of impact through my words and through the story he's delivered me from like, I really want to stress the importance. Yeah, I'm telling you, and I'm saying it's my story and my testimony, but I, I hold no claim to it because it is literally the grace of God that kept me through it, that delivered me from it, that healed me from it. I mean, I should really not be okay. For real. I should really not be okay. I I should have if you want to follow the trends that are happening in the church now i should have deconverted and no longer been a christian i really should not be okay spiritually but i feel closer to god and more confident in my faith than ever and i am blessed to see how many of those are blessed by this testimony and by me being open and honest with you as i'm open and honest with god I'm not gonna cry. We're gonna get it together. So everybody, everybody, make a silly face and 
tell me how silly your face was because I can't see you, but just I don't need to cry, so make me laugh somehow, please. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, yeah, I really hope that that answered all of your questions. I'm so sorry if I um, forgot your question or forgot your comment and you want me to address something else. I, I really do apologize if I forgot. Um, I just wanted to make sure I hit those two major things um, concerning the healing and the difference between spiritual abuse and church hurt as we close up on this part of my story and my testimony. And like I said, you know, um, for some people, it's going to look different. I really think at the core of all of this, it's going to be something that we don't want to do, but we have to do and it's necessary to do. But we're going to have to forgive in order to heal. And for order to receive just what all God has for us. There's going to be a lot of forgiveness you're going to have to do. And it's going to be repetitive. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to forgive that person over and over and over again. And that's okay. But I do want to encourage you, you know, God will deliver you from this. He will heal you from this. He is a healer. His word testifies of him being such, and his word does not lie. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I think that covers everything for this episode and so if you would like to find more of me if you liked what i had to say you want to hear more of what i have to say you can find me on instagram and my ig handle is with.love underscore alexis you can find me over there just send me a friend request some people are weird and have tried to follow me and so i put my account back on private but i promise if you're not weird i will follow you okay um <laughs> in addition if you want to find me on facebook you can you can find me over there um my name is alexis lewis you should see someone um with the icon if you click the icon you should see two lovely people with the pastoral ordination and installation service flyer in the background because those are my parents and this weekend they will be the pastors of i worship nc ministries and i am proud but anywho um yes if you if you can find me on facebook you're more than welcome to friend me and i will friend you back and you'll be able to see more of me guys I have thoroughly enjoyed being able to hear your responses to this and you know okay I feel like if I continue talking about this I'm gonna cry and we don't have time for this so I will talk to you guys on April t <laughs> on September 28th and we will catch up soon guys have a blessed one be safe out here in these potpourri streets wear your mask stay six feet apart um be grateful and real with the lord okay bye guys